0: Hello, welcome to NC Asian American Ministries podcast. My name is Sammy Ju, your host. Have you experienced something that you wanted to do so much, but when you are done with that, you feel like so empty? Let me give you some an example. If you, have some mo- if you have a movie that you really want to watch, and then it came up, And you watch that movie and during that two hours, before that two hours of watching a movie, you are so excited and you are so excited when you are watching the movie, but after the movie is over, then you feel like, oh, it's so empty. I don't want to go back home and, you know, go back to my normal work or sometimes when you go to uh, Disney World or some amazing places before you go there, you're so excited when you are there for one day or two days you are excited but when your um, amusement park tour is over you feel like it's so empty, right? and vacation is the same thing before vacation, you're so excited during the vacation you feel like your time is um, running out so fast and then your vacation is over, you feel like your life is over. I mean that's just the human life. When you value something and you when you have it, you feel so good. But when that thing is gone, you feel empty. Well last week we learned about the treasure and we're going through the series of treasure. Now Matthew thirteen forty four, we learn that when you uh, there, there's a man who bought a field and he sold everything to buy that field because he knew the value of the field. Now that is something exactly what when you know the value of the kingdom of God then you are going to sell everything that you have because what you have is nothing compared to the value and worth of the kingdom of God. Now, kingdom of God is the kingdom of Jesus Christ. When you truly know Jesus, and when you truly know the word of God and how valuable it is, how priceless it is, then everything, that you, everything else that you have will look nothing to you. So you will joyfully sell those things to buy, to get, the Word of God, the Kingdom of God. That's what it means to believe in Jesus Christ and that's what it means to value uh, the Kingdom of God. As we continue the series of the treasuring, today we're going to look at more about why the Kingdom of the world is nothing to the Kingdom of God. How um, temporary the Kingdom that we're living in now it is just like the movie Disney World and the vacation that I illustrated uh, in the beginning of this sermon. So let's go to Psalm chapter 49, verses 16 through 19, to see how fragile our life, vid- life is. Psalm 49, 16 through 19. Do not be afraid when a person becomes rich, when the splendor of his house is increased, for when he dies, he will take nothing with him. His wealth will not descend after him. Though while he lives, he congratulates himself. And though people praise you when you do well for yourself, he will go to the generation of his fathers. They will never see the light. Amen. Amen. This is God's word. Look at verse 16. It says, Do not be afraid when a person becomes rich. Hmm, what does that mean? Do not be afraid when a pe- when a person becomes rich. Uh, Aren't and you become jealous when somebody else becomes uh, becomes rich? Well, that is, look at the context here. When someone else becomes rich, then you may feel like, Hmm, what am I doing here? I feel like I'm not doing anything. And uh, what what if something uh, even worse happened to my future? Because if I'm not doing anything, then probably... in Uh, five years later or even five months later, I'll become very poor. You know, those type of fear kicks in when you see somebody else is getting better than you. But the Bible clearly says, do not be afraid when a person becomes rich, right? This is a very practical lesson. The Word of God who teaches us that we do not have to be afraid. Of course, in the Bible, the one of the most prominent command is this do not fear not only in the old testament but also in the new testament jesus kept saying do not be afraid do not be afraid because of who i am right but also we need to know that we should not be afraid of when we see things in the world especially when someone else is getting rich do not be afraid and the following verses talk about why we should not be afraid. So let's go back to the scripture. It says, "When the splendor of his house is increased." Now, notice the word is his house is increased. Another word for splendor is glory. So when you see uh, your neighbor's house is flourishing, Let's say they got a new roof and they upgraded their house and carpet and it looks so nicer, right? And you see those things are happening. You should not be afraid um, of all those things. Why? Uh, because, num- uh, verse 17, for when he dies, he will take nothing with him. His wealth will not descend after him. Wow, this is the reality. When we have a rich in the world, maybe we can enjoy it while we are in the world. However, when we die, we're not taking anything with us. Imagine that you're in the airport and you bought a really cool, nice beverage. Okay, so it may cost like $7 and $8 and you know, that is something that you, you really love. However, when you pass the security check, you cannot take that beverage. No matter how great, expensive it is, they will say you, can, you are not allowed to bring uh, um, the beverages into the uh, airport or air, airplane, right? Because it could be a bomb. But that ex- that's exactly what it is. Like When you die, you cannot take anything with you, no matter how precious and how uh, beautiful it is. So when you see somebody else's, your neighbors uh, flourishing and becoming rich, there's nothing to worry about. There's nothing to be jealous about. There's nothing to be afraid about because it is not eternal. It will will go away when they die together. In verse 18, though while he lives, he congratulates himself. Though people praise you, When you do well for yourself, wow, look look at this. It looks like this guy is a very successful person, right? Not only he knows how much he accomplished, but he also, he is respected by other people because he did such a great job in the world. However, look at 19, verse 19, it says, He will go to the generation of his fathers. What does that mean? He will go uh, back to... The, uh, where, where he is from? He is from the dust. Going back to the dust, meaning that he will die. And then they will never see the light because the death is in the darkness. Even if you have a great reputation in the world, your reputation will not be continued. Because when you die, you're dying with your reputation. That is over. Right, so the world that we're living in is very temporary. Whatever great things that you have, you cannot take it with you, and whatever great achievement you achieved in the world, and whatever great uh, reputation you might have when you die, your reputation will be discontinued, will be gone, will be expired. So, that is the world that that is the fate, and that is the reality that we have. Let's go back to verse. Um, 16 it says do not be afraid when a person becomes rich when the splendor of his house is increased so the keyword here is this his house it doesn't say God's house now this man has a lot of things and in this man's reputation is so uh, huge so everyone respects him but the problem is the foundation he was building his house not God's house. Now, house is a representation of who you are. You're basically, if you are working for yourself, uh, you're building your own house. You're not building God's house. But the Old Testament is talking about the building a God's temple. And the New Testament is talking about the building, the God's temple in us through the Holy Spirit residing in us. So it's really about building God's house in us, right? But if you are if you are building your own house then you your life your house will be perishing it will be destroyed because it is all temporary just as we saw in today's verse and when you look at uh, Solomon's life, Solomon was used by God to build a beautiful temple of God. but after right after he built his uh, the uh, temple of God, he built his own palace and he even built uh, so many palaces for his many wives. and we saw we know the downfall of King Solomon because he loved his wives more than God and he fell into sin. So when you begin to build your own house, your own reputation, your own treasure, the fate, the reality would be brutal. You, when you die, you cannot take them with you. Just like the movie and amusement park and all the vacations that we have, it will be gone and you feel empty. You feel wasted. So we should not envy we should not be afraid when someone has a great glory of him or herself. Now, two days ago, I had a dream. Normally, I don't talk about dream. My wife dreams a lot, but I don't really. But this time, it was a very serious dream, and I was in my dream. I was in the seminary, and uh, it was not. I didn't know what kind of seminary it was. But anyway, the seminary is the place where people are educated and equipped to become a pastor or church leaders. Now, there's, uh, two, there were two young men, two men were talking, and one of them was a professor. I don't even know who he was, but he was very uh, academically gifted and articulative, and he was speaking with authority and uh, academic authority for sure. And when I was hearing his speech, I was like so stunned and I was amazed like wow you are such a great speaker and I really want to be like you. So that was my take on from him. But that, when when I was looking at those two men were talking to each other, uh, there was a river behind two of them and then there was a river, it was a stagnant river, it was not even flowing but uh, to my surprise there were dead bodies all over the place, all over in the river. And I was so, so shocked, you know, and then waking up from the dream, I felt like, you know, this is the, the situation that is going around all around the world. There are people, spiritual leaders or pastors, leaders who are equipped with the uh, theology and wonderful uh, skills. However, when they are building their own houses with a reputation, and they are not building God's house and then the people who are listening to their messages are dying and they're just like the dead bodies in the river. River must be the uh, flowing river. God's, the Holy Spirit is like a river of life and it gives life to the people who are listening to the Word of God but instead of giving life, this stagnant people, this self-glorifying people are building their own houses through their ministries and through their churches and through their uh, good, work, good works, but they're building themselves only while letting all the other people dying with starving from God's Word. It's a striking reality that we see. Uh, there was a, one apologist, apologetic uh, leader. He is an evangelist, an internationally well-known Christian leader. He passed away last year in May and he wrote several books and he spoke in many different places and especially he is so academically gifted and he spoke in a very well-known colleges like Oxford and Harvard and Yale and you know not just that he led so many intelligent people to Jesus Christ. I read some of his books and it was a, a, a brilliant books and I still want to recommend for you to read some of those books. Now the problem is uh, after his death. He's been dead for about uh, seven or eight months, but these days, uh, allegation is going on and uh, because there was a sexual immorality exposed about, um, about him. So many Christian scholars and uh, Christians and, and even non-believers were shocked by this report. Now, I don't know all the details, but one thing for sure is this. Just because this person was famous. Just because he uh, influenced so many people doesn't mean that he is always genuine before God. It is quite sure that he was lacking integrity in front of God. But more than what his relationship between God and himself, what I want to point out is this. No matter how a person gets glory, we should not envy We should not be afraid when someone else is getting glory because the glory, the human glory is really nothing. If you use your career, if you use your own ministry, if you use whatever you do for the glory of God, but if you use it for your own glory, it is not eternal. It will be temporary and when you die, you're not taking anything with you. Okay? So you need to have the good foundation. The foundation is Christ Jesus, not yourself. If you build ourselves um, for whatever good things, then it will all turn out to be against the Lord. We need to build our foundation based on God's word, based on Christ Jesus. It's all about Him. It's all about treasuring God's glory, not human glory. Now people who are using their gifts and their talents and everything they have for their own glory, they're building their own houses. Now their houses could be very fantastic and they, will may, they may become famous, they may become rich, and then they'll be in the CNN and Fox News and uh, YouTube and all around the world, okay? When you see that, you may feel like, oh, what am I doing? I'm doing nothing here. I'm stuck here, right? And I'm not really, doing, I'm not really useful for God's glory when all these other people are uh, famous and they're, u- they're used by God, but we should not be afraid of that. Because you never know what kind of relationship that person has with God, the glory of the world, the riches of the world, is like a flower. Just like in the James James chapter one verses nine through eleven, it says, "Rich men's pursuit will be done, will be gone. It's nothing." And also in James chapter four verses um, thirteen through fifteen, clearly says that. The, the businessman is coming and going and say, let's do this and do that, and let's celebrate when we make a profit. But you never know what's going to happen tomorrow. You are like a vapor, will disappear, right? So we cannot promise for future, not even tomorrow. So do not boast about tomorrow, but praise God today for who He is and for His glory. And that's what you and I need to do. We need to focus on His glory. We need to cherish Him and we need to treasure Him every day. I used to think this way. Five years later or seven years later i will be better than now and i'll be greater than now and then more people would buy my books and the more people would come to our church and you know things like that and i was like oh my goodness this is not good i was thinking about myself more than god I was seeking my glory more than God's glory so I repented of my sin so instead of saying five years later seven years later things will get better well it may be but that is not the point right things get better or worse it's not our issue it's not our um, it should not be our priority what we need to do is today today we need to get on our knees and lift our hands and praise the Lord and enjoy Him and treasure Him more than any other things. That is what you and I need to do. Today is important, than tomorrow. And we should not worry about tomorrow. We should not be boast about tomorrow. But we should focus on God today. And we need to praise God today and forever. How can we live like that? In Psalm 119, Verse 40, uh, 97, it says, Oh, how I love your word. I meditate on it day and night. This is by King David. Now, King David was a busy man, right? And he, uh, he, could, he was a king. He lived in the palace. So he could have loved his own glory, but his, he was not really interested in his own glory. He was more interested in God's glory. So whatever situation he was, his focus was on God. And practically, he loved God's Word every day. And then, his love for God's Word was shown through his daily meditation. Every day, in the morning and night, all throughout days, 24-7, he loved God's Word. And that is something that we need to do. We need to cherish today the word of god i keep mentioning about 365 empowerment it is not to increase your knowledge of uh, the uh, mem- or memory verses but it is to increase your love for god right so how can you love god and his word through memorizing meditating and more importantly obeying his word when you obey god's word that word will become yours it will stick to your heart not your mind but your heart as well so that the more you obey the more you will see the word of god is in you and god is building his house his kingdom inside of you so that this kingdom will never perish that is the really amazing promise amazing news all the houses that we build outside will perish even the church building will perish at some day but the kingdom of god will never perish it will only grow so love god's word and also as you love God's word you are going to share God's word Matthew 28 verses 19 through 20 Jesus commanded us to go and make disciples of all nations and teach them everything that I commanded you okay so if you don't know his command you cannot teach anybody so you need to know his command you know to obey God's command and you need to teach God's command just like Ezra 7:10 so that the people will hear the word of God and they can also grow in enjoying and treasuring God and his glory the world look at the world even in ourselves we have a tendency we have a desire to live the world live a life for our own desire for our own glory that should disappear that should be gone We need to replace it with a desire for God's glory through loving His Word, through sharing His Word. And then lastly, we need to invest, we need to use our resources for God's glory. Now as you love God's Word, as you share God's Word, you will see where you need to spend your money, your time, your resources. Now, when you are seeking for your own glory, you're going to use your money for everything that you want, right? Everything for yourself. Let's say you are going to um, upgrade your house and upgrade your car and all this. I'm not saying they are bad or sin. Of course, sometimes you need to upgrade your house. Sometimes you need to upgrade your car. But that is not really for eternity, right? Now, we need to invest. We need to use our money wisely because money is given from God not that we earn with our own ability or our own talent right now as a good steward we need to use it for God's glory so when you earn money what you need to think of this this that you need to pray that asking ask the Lord God how can I use this money for your glory please teach me Lord so you can use it you can use it for your local church because the God uses His local church to reach the community with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And they need, we need, local church needs resources, financial resources for God's kingdom. So do that. And also, as you see, the missions work in different countries. And, you know, whenever, there, wherever there's a gospel is preached, you need to invest your resource maybe even your time in every not just the money and time but also other resources to help this missionaries to help this missions work to go forward so that's how you can invest your resource for God's glory and it will be practical every day you're in your workplace and every day you're in your place of influence then you may ask you need to ask this question God please teach me how I can live my life today for your glory at my workplace so that whenever I meet people please teach me how I can have conversation how I can spend this one hour two hours with this with this precious person for your glory maybe you're going to meet someone who is not Christian what a great opportunity that God has given you, you can use that time to lead, to share the gospel, to lead that person to Jesus Christ. And that is definitely for God's glory, not for your glory, right? So instead of saying, how can I use this person to gain more respect, to gain more resource? But ask this question again, how can I use my time, use my gift, use my money, use my resource for God's glory? And that is how exactly, how you can um, treasure God's glory more than human glory. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We praise you for your glory. Father, we are so caught up with the human glory and we sought and we um, pursued human glory for, the, for so many years. Father, please forgive us. And Father, please turn our hearts from all the human glory and turn our hearts to your glory so that as we gaze upon your glory lord please help us and guide us to seek your glory more than any other things lord father i also pray for those who do not know you yet for those who are not christian that they are still looking for their own glory i pray that you would open their hearts so that their hearts would be melted and they would come to know you and they will seek your glory instead of their glory lord so father please help us and help us and guide us and uh, lead us to seek your glory glory alone lord father we thank you praise you in jesus holy name i prayed amen